Happy Tuesday, beautiful people. I'm Babs Ross Ivy. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. I don't know who's man in the station today. Might be Harry, might be Nora, might be aliens. Although we don't use aliens, that's a derogatory term. We say uh, terrestrials. <laughs> I hope you all are doing well. I woke up this morning with Wednesday on my mind. It is not Wednesday. <laughs> it is Tuesday. I don't know why I'm trying to race through this week. I'm, that's not what I intend to do. That's not my goal. I don't want to do that. Uh, but I feel like I, that's what I've been doing, racing through the week. So I woke up thinking, oh, today's Wednesday. Let me look at my calendar. And I'm like, no, today is Tuesday. So with that said, happy birthday, Markeisha Ricks. Today is Markeisha Ricks's birthday. So happy birthday to her. It's a whole bunch of people's birthday. Yes, of course. But She's my girlfriend and uh, and my soror and my great love. So today's her birthday. So we're shouting out happy birthday. Ife's birthday is uh, Friday, Saturday. So we're going to shout that out too. And then I guess we will gather as we will do, as we want to do, as we oft do um, Sunday. Uh, Ife's birthday is Saturday. So... So I won't be here. I won't be on air on Saturday. So it's Virgo season. So if you know Virgos, happy birthday. My son is, my oldest son is a Virgo. His birthday is the 21st. And every year he starts this. Ma, you know it's my birthday. <laughs> really? <laughs> it is. It is, Gregory. It's your birthday. I didn't know. <laughs> Gee, I don't know how I let that slip every year. Every year I just forget not anyway so it's virgo season and if you don't have virgos in your life you are sorely lacking get you some virgos your life will be organized and not chaotic <laughs> you have a very un you'd have a very unchaotic life with virgos so virgo season um they are wonderful lovely people and i am blessed to have virgos in my life so happy birthday marquisha ricks um uh, what else is going on? Oh, I didn't watch the Emmys last night because, you know, award shows don't do it for me anymore. Um, but it was lovely to see my soror, uh, Shirley Ralph, get her first Emmy at 65. So I, I for one, am uh, in awe of that. So high five, Shirley Ralph. High five. I'm trying to put my mic somewhere. Harry always tells me, that I don't have to do much to it. It'll it'll hear me and it'll pick me up. So, so yes. So last night was the Emmys and uh, I didn't watch, but I was on the porch hanging out with um, Allison Regis, who is our friend who we met at Bloom uh, a year ago, who moved here. <laughs> Sight unseen. <laughs> uh, she's, uh, she's over at, uh, she's Dr. Regis over at uh, Southern Connecticut State University which is lovely. Uh, so she, she dropped by the porch last night. I love people who understand that they don't need an invitation to come over here. That if you're, if you, if you, if you want a little destination, you want some peace and quiet or whatever it is, or you want a good glass of wine or mezcal or whatever, whatever's in the house, come and hang out on the porch. And she did. And we stayed a good while. I should have ordered dinner. I should have ordered dinner. That's what I should have did. But you know, we were just chatting it up and we were having a good time and laughing and, you know, all the things, all the things. 
um, all the things. So it was lovely to, to have one-on-one time with her, just like our own personal time, which was really, really nice. And uh, I think she's going to be quite happy over at Southern. Um, they seem to be rolling out the red carpet and um, treating her well so far because we don't want to have to run up there and deal with them. If we have to, we will. We're not above it. Um, so, yes. Uh, I know what I wanted to tell you. I wanted to remind people, um, if if you're into lit, lit, lit stuff the way um, we are, um, the Lit Fest is coming up, yes. But the Wyndham Campbell Awards are happening. And uh, they start, I guess, Monday, September 19th. And, uh, and a bunch of folks have won awards, this award. And this is pretty prestigious. And they're, they're going to have a bunch of talks. And you, you don't want to miss them. You really don't want to miss them. Um, I'm going to try to make as many as I can. So the prize ceremony and lecture uh, by Natasha uh, Trethaway. Uh, she's the former, former United States Poet Laureate, Natasha Trethaway. Um, delivers the annual Wyndham Campbell Lecture, Why I Write. So you don't want to miss that. And she will be introduced by Megan O'Rourke, editor of the Yale Review. And then Tuesday, um, uh, a book launch, England's Green by Savar Cunil. Uh, there'll be a, a choral performance. Uh, the, and then another book launch, The Book of Goose by Yeon Lee. And then Ask Your Mama, Sharon Bridgeforth on Langston Hughes. So it's a, it's, it's a good, it's a really interesting festival. If you've not taken in the Wyndham Campbell uh, Festival, this year, you know, it's been shut down for about two years because of COVID. But this would be the year that you would go because it, it's just got such an amazing uh, lineup, you know. So, uh, Tuesday, September 20th, 10 a.m., a daily wake up with Alicia, Alicia Harris at the College Street Tent. I won't be there for that. <laughs> um, outside the comfort zone or the playwright as novelist at noon. Now, this is, this is all happening on Tuesday. Uh, the mournable body at the Yale Center for British Art at the lecture hall at 12 and then another thing at 12 the book a book launch the book of goose by uh yi yon lee at the asian american cultural center which i've never been in the asian american culture center i would go just because i've never been in that building i'd like to just catch this um theater as ritual at four at the college street tent cross campus uh four Ask Your Mama, Sharon Bridgeforth on Langston Hughes at the Beinecke, uh, which will be really, really good. If you don't know what the Beinecke is, it's uh, it's on 121 Wall Street. And then at 4 o'clock, uh, I mean, they've got all these things. So you got two things at bo- at each hour, I think. That's that's how it's looking like it's shaking out. A book launch, England's Green by Safar Cuniel. Uh, a choral performance, Intimate Strangers at the Beinecke. Uh, on the mezzanine, that might be really good to hear. Uh, stage readings, works by Drama Prize recipients at the Yale Art Gallery, that might be nice. 
Wednesday, the 21st. So, I, I mean, I'll run this all back down again next week. But I, I'm just looking at, I'm just trying to figure out uh, what I want to catch and how I could turn my schedule upside down so I could see some of this because it looks uh, impressive. Uh, yeah, I, I think I want to catch some of this. So I'm going to try to do my best. <laughs> New Haven loves a damn festival, let me tell you. <laughs> we'll make a festival out of it. You know, cocktail week should be called cocktail festival week. Cause it's you, you could just get caught up in festivals, which is lovely. I love, I love, I love, I love. So anyway, go to the uh, WyndhamCampbell.org site and check out uh, next week's activities so you can plan accordingly so you don't miss things. So when I'm talking about this, you understand what I'm talking about. And you're going to be like, oh, how did I miss that? Pass? I didn't know anything about it. I'm telling you now, the Wyndham Campbell um, uh, uh, Awards is this next week. You want to catch it. The Wyndham Campbell Festival. Everything is a festival. Festival. Arts and Ideas Festival. Uh, uh, Cocktail Week Festival. (laughs) New Haven is going to become the festival capital of the world. I see it. And I'm going to do my part to elevate that because that just makes all the sense to me. We are, we love this. We've not met a festival we didn't like here in this town. So just FYI on that. Oh my goodness. Uh, what else is going on? You know, the moon has been beautiful these last few nights. So if you've not, if you not saw the moon, step outside and, uh, um, see it, you know, um, I'm gonna have Gorman Prashad on in a little while. I think probably sometime next month because the New Haven Docs Film Festival is kicking off again. Film Festival! So, uh, and if you've not had a chance to catch that, yeah, it might be a, a wonderful time for you to, to do that uh, because it's always a good time. It's always, uh, it's always a good time. So, uh, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't catch the Emmys last night. I, you know, the older I get, the more away from award shows I move. You know, even though I'm very delighted that um, that um, Cheryl Lee Ralph won, and I'm glad that that young sister who does uh, the elementary school comedy show, uh, Abbott Elementary. And I know people were upset because Jimmy Kim- Kimmel was laying on the floor from the bit, from the last bit. Uh, Let's not get ourselves worked up over things. All right, call it out and then let it go, right? Like, call it out, feel some kind of way about it, move on, you know, because they're all comedians up there and they're all comedians. And they, (coughs) they do comedic stuff. (coughs) That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to get involved. I did see Viola Davis this morning on Good Morning America talking about The Woman King. I'm so excited to see this film. I cannot wait to see this film. And I think it opens, uh, I want to say it opens Friday. So I, I don't know what my life is like on Friday. But I'm going to do my best to figure out uh, how I can 
how I can uh, go and see it. You know, it's been a long time since I've been to the movies. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's been a very long time. So, uh, so I might go see that, you know, and it's important when you just, you know, if there's a movie that you want to see, or if there's a movie that you're interested in or anticipating, it's it's uh it's always good to try to go the first weekend because that sends a clear message that people want to see this film. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's sort of like giving Hollywood a like, look, this is the kind of stuff we want to see. So if you're uh if you're up to it, I think that's what I'm going to try to do uh, Friday. Maybe in the afternoon. Maybe not Friday night, but in the afternoon. Sometime in the afternoon. Uh, I've got Chaz, uh, Chaz Warner III coming on on Friday to talk about uh, Dixwell UCC. They're celebrating their uh, bicentennial plus two. So the um, the pandemic has shut down all kinds of celebratory activities. And the bicentennial got caught up in that. So they're having their bicentennial uh, there's things that's going to be happening at the Beinecke. There'll be some artifacts and letters and scrapbooks and of, of those early 19th century Black folks uh, in New Haven um, who went to that church. So I, I, if you're a history buff, and I believe great many people are in this town, um, you, you might want to catch, um, first of all, catch the conversation I had with Chaz. And then second of all, um, go catch the uh the Beinecke exhibit. And uh they're having a gala too. Charlene Hunter Galt is their keynote. Um and I think Ch- Chaz will tell us all about that. I know tickets are on sale. So if you know anybody from Dixwell Congregational Church, ask them about it. Y'all know Althea Norcott and and uh uh oh there's a bunch of people. Uh Mike Twitty, uh all these people that go uh Reverend Streets who is their pastor um, there's a bunch of people that go to uh, Dixwell Congregational Church, so get you ask one of them, get yourself a ticket, and and show up uh, for for that wonderful uh, uh, wonderful event. I think you'll I think you'll 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 like uh, you'll like the uh, company, and you'll appreciate the history that they've kept up with do you know what i mean so i'm just saying <laughs> and if you like that kind of stuff you know get get into it uh um let's see what else is going on uh, i know the uh the african-american historical society uh they've got some upcoming things too uh i'm gonna try to get them on so they could talk about uh get them on so they could talk about things. Oh, jazz returns to three sheets. Now, I, I I never went to jazz at three sheets. I went to jazz when it was Rudy's. But Rudy's has moved, you know, down around the corner, down the street, down the street, around the corner. But jazz is returning. So it's coming back October 14th, October 28th, November 11th, November 25th. So if you if you if you like jazz, live music, this is a town for live music. This is a town for live music. Let me tell you, um, then you don't want to miss that. And Three Sheets is very easy to get to. You know, it sits right there on the corner of, I don't know, um, How and, what is that? Elm. And uh, 
it's a it's a great little street. Um, and it's got good parking, I think. I mean, it's got parking on both sides of the street. That's what I'm saying. And you could you could park around the corner, up the street, down the street. So you could it's a it's it's in a sweet spot, I think. You know, so mark that on your calendars. It's up on Facebook pages. So if you follow like Dick, I mean Nick D Maria or uh, or me, I just posted it. Uh, you'll see it. So jazz returns to three sheets. That's a it's a cute little space. You know what I mean? Like it's and they got a lot of vegan food. They got a lot of vegan food. You know, so uh, uh, a lot of vegan stuff. Uh, you know, they got you know they sell beers. I tell you what I like. French fries with vegan cheese. They do a nice job. They do a really nice job. I know. How how can you mess that up? Believe me. <laughs> people people mess people mess it up all the time. Let me tell you. I see more mess than I care to tell you. Uh but uh it's a good place to eat. I I I, I spend a lot of time talking about eating and drinking. <laughs> It's one of life's greatest pleasures. I don't know what to tell you, people. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, it's one of life's greatest pleasures. We lost uh, Ramsey Lewis uh, the other day, yesterday. And I don't know if you know Ramsey Lewis. He's a great jazz musician. One of the one of the one of the great legends. And, uh, and he passed away. He was eighty-seven years old. You know, I was like, whoa. You know, you just think you're the, the people that you, uh, your heroes, uh, uh, you just think the people that you just love, love, love will just, you know, be, be, be around for as long as you, as you want. You know what I mean? Like you just, you just never think, oh, we lost. I mean, it just, it just seems strange to me that we don't have Aretha Franklin in our midst. Now we don't have Ramsey Lewis. You know, I just, I just feel some kind of way that, but their music lives on. See, that's the that's the beautiful thing about artists and artistry, that long after they have left the stage, the work remains. The body of work remains, uh, and that is a, a that is the real testament that audiences can still find the music. Audiences can still find the art artistic expression. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're a painter, you leave behind paintings. If you're a sculptor. You leave behind sculpt sculptures. If if you're a rock star, you leave behind rock and roll. Do you know what I mean? If you are, you know, if you're if if you're if music is your thing, you leave behind a body of music. You know, we all leave something. Whatever it is your thing. Now, if your thing is strife, you're probably gonna leave strife and make people happy that you are gone. But 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 for those of us who fancy ourselves artists and uh, lovers of artists, patrons of arts, all of the things, um, uh, then you will leave behind that legacy. You know, I, I don't even know what kind of a legacy I would leave behind. I don't even know. I can't even, I can't even think about that. All I know is that uh, I'm still alive at this very moment and there's still dreams uh, that have been deferred that can be reimagined at this point in my life. That dreams can be reimagined. I I I, I like that because I'm fully alive. You know, I'm I'm fully alive. 
Um, and I still have things that I want to accomplish. Like it's not over. <laughs> it ain't over till the fat lady sings and I'm not singing just quite yet. So I'm, uh, I, uh, so I have a, I don't know, these years, these last few years, I have great reverence for the passing of time, the passing of friends. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. And, uh, and I think about my own mortality more times than I care to tell anybody. I think about my mortality more times than I, than I, and then I care to discuss. Uh, and I don't mean that in a morbid sort of way at all. I just mean, I just think you're foolish if you don't think about, you know, the, your end of days and, and how you're going to, um, uh, finish, finish this race, you know. I don't know. I have some ideas, but we don't always get what we want, right? Particularly around how we, how we are going to uh, live our lives and how this life is going to end. I have no idea. I don't want it to be tragic. I know. <laughs> I know that. I don't want, I, I want it to be sort of epic. I want people to be like, you know what? Yeah, it makes sense that she would die that way. That makes sense. And, and by die this way, I mean like, have my last sip of champagne, go to hell to bed and and then step over into the next realm. That's that's what I mean. Oh, we'll see. Oh, enough of those kinds of things. There's still living, much living to be done, much living to be had, and uh, and so many dreams deferred that ought to be reimagined. That's how I feel. Uh Jelly's last jam is this weekend. Get your tickets at Long Wharf Theater. I, I think you know, I was just saying all these th- things about going to the movies on Friday, but I may catch an early show of Jelly on Sat. I think it's Saturday or Sunday on Saturday. So I think what I might try to do is when I leave the Yale Access to Law program on Saturday at noon, that I just make my way to the Long War Theater. Because I think there's a two o'clock show and a six o'clock show. And I think I want to catch a two o'clock show. Now, I'm a night owl. Don't get me wrong. I love a good, you know, if I catch a six o'clock show, it'll be over by eight or whatever. But if I catch a two o'clock show, it'll be over by four. And then I still might be able to get to the movies or something. Do you know what I mean? Like I can, <laughs> I have a I have a visual artist performance overload. You know, like I could just binge performances, live performances, and then at, in the movies, right? Like I, I would try, I would shoot for that. Let's see if I could pull that off. That might be it. That might it, it, it might. Well, yeah, I think I could pull that off. I really do. I really think I could pull that off. So I'm going to do my best to see if I can, if I can pull that off. And uh, yeah, that that sounds like a good plan. So when I get on air today, I have a doctor's appointment. I have to go see my, my doctor for my, however often I go to the doctors for the checkup. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go do that. And, you know, listen to the, listen to whatever he says. 
I haven't had my blood work done, so he's going to scream at me for that. Uh, and I, I will get that done this week, next week, because I know he wants to see these numbers. So I was like, okay. I was like, oh, I think I was supposed to get blood work done, but I don't think I did it. So that'll be my that'll be my out. I was like, oh, I'll go get it done tomorrow. That's what I'll say. You'll have it by next week. So I know he's like, if you don't get this blood work done, um, tap dance classes start again. I think I'm going back tomorrow. I think I'm going to start tomorrow. We'll see. That is my plan. That is my my absolute plan to do that. And uh, see if I can't get that done. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I got quiet for a minute. Because I, I was like, I'm sitting here and I'm like thinking about something. And a train of thought just leaves me. Um High five to the Ukrainians. They're taking back some land. They are fighting. I Listen, I, I don't understand why these dictators in the world do not understand the power of liberty and freedom. The people will fight tooth and nail to the death for freedom. I don't, I don't, I just don't know why these dictators don't understand. They think that folks are just going to roll over and allow them to just what? These people are, and even if, even if the majority does roll over, there's always going to be a few freedom fighters who are just going to be like, I'm not quitting until they kill me. So when you deal with that kind of, when you deal with that kind of citizenry and they, and they are fighting back. Like they, they refuse to be, they're not going, they're not going quietly into this good night. And I don't blame them. I would, I don't blame them, you know, and, and I, I know it's at a, a great cost you know, war just seems, with all the technology, war just seems so archaic and so uh, barbarian, you know, to be killing people. I mean, just the thought of it alone is just sickening to me. To resolve conflict is to kill people. Not sit down and discuss as if we don't have those tools. It's like, I, 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 I don't even want to talk about this anymore. I'm just going to lobby with bombs. But yet, everywhere we go, we teach children that you cannot resolve conflict with violence. But yet, everywhere they go, conflict is being resolved with violence. What, like, who, what, why are we even saying that? Do you know what? I, people would be outraged if we said... Let's put a boxing ring in the courtyard, every school, and when little kids can't can't talk it out, throw them in the ring and let them beat each other bloody. No one would think that's a good idea. No one. No one would want to see that. I mean, there's some sick people who want to see it. But for the most part, parents would be like, no, are you crazy? So why do we accept it at this level? Why? And I know this is probably... Um, a, a, a naive kind of uh, uh, rant. But for me, if we have the tools of communication at our fingertips, we could actually talk to people. We could be mad, but we can still talk to people. I don't understand this. I'm going to kill everybody to get my way. I'm going to kill your people so I could take your country from you. 
I don't care what the world says. I don't care what the rules are. I'm doing this thing. And then everybody around the world just sort of looks at you like, okay, well, what do we do? What do we do short of sending our troops in to fight, to to not turn this into a war? Now, I, I, I don't know what would have to, what decisions have to be made to decide to send troops in because maybe this gets, but it's already a war, right? So how do we, how do we as the rest of the world sit by and, and I'm sure there, there's all kinds of communication back and forth between all the powers in the world and, and everybody's sending what they can short of sending troops, right? Like, nobody wants to send troops. And honestly, do you really need to send troops with all this technology? Send weapons. If you're going to, I mean, I mean, if, we, if we're going to go down this road, then send weapons. And that's what people have been doing is change the tide. Has changed the tides in this war, in this effort. Now, that's in Ukraine. There's other places in the world that are under conflict. I just, I just don't understand how violence becomes the way to resolve issues i just i don't i think i i just thought we've come so much further than that and i know we have well well-trained armies everybody has a well-trained army everybody has weapons of mass destruction everybody everybody has that everyday ordinary people have weapons of mass destruction particularly in this country we we love weapons of mass destruction we like destruction so, um, and, and by we, I mean, mostly white people, um, <laughs> no shade, but mostly white people, you know, because if, if we carried guns at the rate that they carried guns, you think these prisons are overflowing now, <laughs> but, I, but I digress. I just don't understand how we cannot sit and bring people to the table and have a conversation and and resolve things. It's just painful to watch this level of death and this level of destruction. For what? 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 You know, I, I know Putin wants to undo what Mikhail Gorbachev has done, which was break up the Soviet Union. And now that these people have enjoyed some years of freedom and liberty. You know, one day they're sitting at outside cafes with their strollers and babies and, and their iPads and iBuds, listen, you know, drinking coffee. And the next day they're being, you know, marched on. And this is, listen, and even the, even it, wars take a toll on the ones who start the war. It takes a toll on the folks who have to fight back from the war. And the Russian people are suffering and they're suffering because they got one guy who is the architect of this suffering, who refuses to listen to his people. I I don't know. I feel like this, if I'm a dictator, and then this would make me not a dictator. If I'm a dictator, I want my country to be the best and the brightest of everything for people. I want our country to be the envy of the world in terms of how we treat one another, how how our people live, 
how everybody has housing, everybody is fed. Like for me, if I'm ruling a country, that's what I would want. I don't want to just have a few people with everything. I would want my whole country to be representative of my leadership. That's how I would want to be a a a, a leader a, a, on the global stage. I, I I wouldn't rest until I don't want to talk about nothing else unless it benefits my country and my people. That even the lowest of the lowest on the totem pole of whatever the hierarchy is in our country, that they have everything that I have, right? Like they have running fresh water and clothes and food. They don't want for anything. And they have decent jobs or good, not even decent jobs. They have good jobs. Their communities are safe. That's what I would want. I don't don't understand why people are not working toward that end. How do you not, how do you be a ruler of a country and not want that for everybody? And how do you be in a country where you don't want that for your neighbors? I have these questions with Americans all the time. How do you want to be in a country where you willingly want to see people with less? What, what does that do for you to see people with less? Because you think they don't deserve it? I, what is the deserving part? Are you trying to say they don't deserve the air they breathe or the ground that they walk on? Like, I'm trying to understand why can't we ever sort of say, I want my neighbors to be as healthy and as whole as I am. I want neighbors across town because it's not just next door to you. It is your whole city, your whole town, your whole state. Why don't people think like that? Why is it so this desperate thinking of, I want them to have more than I have, or they're less than I am, so they should have less than I have. I, I I don't understand that thinking at all. I don't understand it. I don't want to understand it. What I want to do is correct it. <laughs> I want people. I want people to say, "These are my countrymen." I want for my countrymen as I want for myself. That's I don't understand. I don't. This is why racism gets on my nerves because you spend an exorbitant amount of time bathed in a in this ridiculousness of skin color and misinformation. And I, I, and I, and I, and I feel like we do this country, we dishonor this country when we hold to these ridiculous notions of fear mongering and divisiveness. When we do that, you know, and, and, and I, and I need white people to understand that. I need, I need, I, and I, and I, I put this at the feet of white people not to shame them, but to shame them to sort of be better with white people. Like white people have to talk to other white people about how to be better humans on this planet, but most importantly in this country. Because, uh, and I say this to say history bears this out because every time any group of people other than white Protestant people try to sort of create their own little, you know, safety nets and safe spaces, they just come and destroy it. So it's so so when so when they say why don't you just go where well like well we tried that we tr- we tried that and you know honestly if these white people don't stop with this go back to where you come from I'm like well y'all go first 
Y'all go first. And then we leave this America to the, what, remaining two indigenous people that they haven't killed, you know? So, so when people say that stuff, then you already know they are coming from a place of real ignorance and real stupidity. And, and as Americans, we should be ashamed that we have that, we have this level of ignorance taking root in our country. Like we should, we should be ashamed when white men can get up in spaces, drop their pants and call the N word. And, and, and I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what that's about. Like I, I never want to, I never want to fall that far in my life to be a laughing stock at that level. I don't, I don't know what that's about. And I, I don't even, I can't even ponder it. I just, all I could do is pray for it. You know, like that level of fear and unhappiness. And it's rooted in unhappiness. It's got to be rooted in unhappiness. I, do you know any happy skinheads and races? Do you know any of them? It can't exist. You cannot be a skinhead and be happy. Can I be a racist and, 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 and no real joy? I, I just don't believe it. Because you got to spend an exorbitant amount of time hating. And that has to take up a lot of brain cells. That has to take up a lot of spiritual matter in your body, spiritual space, to, to hate at that level. It, it has to. You know, I was, I was reading, the, I was reading the, some story about Nelson Mandela when he was out of prison. And, uh, and he was a president of South Africa. And he was having lunch with a former jailer who did mean things to like atrocious thing like peed on him the whole nine and the man could barely sit still and hold his tea or whatever he was just nervous because his fear was that nelson was going to have him arrested and uh, president mandela was going to have him arrested and do the same harm to him and and what i want what i want white supremacists to know is that we don't operate from the same space that y'all operate from. We, we just don't operate from that space. Um, it's beneath us. And yes, there's a few of us who will happily carry out that kind of stuff, but that's not the majority of us. The majority of us are God fearing and, and God meaning whoever you serve worship. Um, uh, majority of us want to be pleasing in the sight of God that we, we don't want to be seen as demonic and evil, that we really want to do God's work on earth. Um, and I, I believe I believe that. So when we see white supremacy, you know, it what you see what you see in anger is really just us tired and annoyed by your foolishness because y'all can't reach the intellectual capacity to rise above your own stupidity. You just, you just don't have the wherewithal to do it. And and you could have the wherewithal to do it if you sat your asses down with a book and learned something. But you refuse to do that because you think somehow or other you are entitled to uh, what your ancestors have stolen, but you yet don't want to claim, <laughs> but you want to benefit from. You don't want to claim it, but you want to benefit from it. And And therein is the problem. So when you see us 
And and we're not, first of all, we're not afraid. Second of all, we're just annoyed because y'all are tired and your propensity for violence is exhausting to us, you know. And this level of terrorism, this level of terrorism is, is your creation. It's your creation. And, uh, and we need you to, to be better humans. <sighs> I don't know what it'll take. I don't know what it'll, I don't know, I don't know what it'll take to, to move us, to move us to higher ground. I think, I think a lot of people are moving in that direction. I think a lot of people have moved in that direction. Um, but we got to get to higher ground. And not just in America, all over the world. We just have to get to higher ground. And people have to be willing to sort of learn and digest and understand and not take personal offense when they read things about their ancestors. You know, and I'm talking about white folks. Y'all got to come to grips with the transatlantic slave trade here and abroad. This is, you know, when people were talking about the queen, you know, she is the representative of that. And it wasn't that people were trying to be disrespectful to the dead. I mean, what does it matter? She's already dead. She's not going to be less dead if we say nicer things. <laughs> and, and people wasn't making fun. I mean, they were, they were joking about whatever, but there were some serious things coming up. Those Irish people ain't playing. They were like, that monarchy has been the bane of our existence. <laughs> It's not a joke to us. We are serious. We are serious about this. And so the rest of the world needs to understand. See, when people don't understand the history of things, they just think, oh, they're just mad, blah, blah, blah. I was like, do you even know what those Irish people are talking about? Do you know that they remember and know and have history? Do you even know? So if you don't know these things, you just look at, you just look from a place of stupidity and think, oh, well, they're just whatever. No, the British monarchy has colonized so much of the world, has stolen so much from the world, has benefited from so much of the thievery and the <laughs> raping of the world that you have to call that out, that the monarchy exists because slavery. Insurance companies exist because of slavery. You have to insure that cargo and those ships. Do you know that the, that the British people just finished paying off the debt of some of the transatlantic slave trade of ships and boats that were uh, insured? And I think I think they just finished it in 2016, but it 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 was it worked out to be like 400 and something billion dollars. But they just finally finished making that last payment. The citizens, not the queen, not the monarchy, the citizens of of UK, they just finished making those payments. So people got a right to be like. Listen, you you leaving out some really good history here. Y- y'all don't even know what y'all paying taxes on. 
You don't even know. They're not teaching this. You know. Um, and then I, I read this crazy story in the New York Times about these, uh, I guess a, some Hasidic Jews in New York are not educating their children the way that they had promised that they would. Uh, and now they've got these kids. They've got whole communities of kids who cannot read and write. They can speak Yiddish, but they cannot read and write. And they got called out. Now they got called out on this a few years ago and promised that they would amend their ways, but they haven't. So now they've got they've got kids who can't find jobs and adults who can't find jobs and can't find work because they cannot read or write. In this day and age, in a state like New York. And 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 I, for me, I just automatically see child abuse. And I know people are like, oh, but that's there. No, it's not. No, There's nowhere in that whole Talmud. There's nowhere in the scrolls. There's no, None of that is written that you could do people this way. You could treat your children this way. I, I, don't, I don't see it. Abraham ain't say it. Moses ain't say it. I, so I don't, I don't even know where they got this mess from um and now they've got now they have to you know people can do children are often are the most vulnerable among us children and elderly i would put elderly in that category children and elderly are the most vulnerable and when people terrorize children and abuse children under the, under the guise of parenting, that's especially egregious, you know. And I, I just hope, I hope that they are shining the light on this and that it can be rectified and remedied so that they cannot no longer raise children in this fashion, you know. And that's just the ones we find out. God knows. What else is going on? You know, when we when we put a spotlight, when we put the light of day on things, as my grandmother would say, well, you know, we we'll put the light of day on it. <laughs> put the light, put the light of day on it. I just, uh, you know, and in the same breath, I could find all the terrible things that are wrong, but at the same in the same breath, I could find all the amazing wonderful things like all the black parents who who um taped their children finding out that seeing the the trailer for the little mermaid and, and she's black you know and she's a black ariel and and girls see themselves and and the delight and the joy that the now i hate the little mermaid story that story is trash. <laughs> but, 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 it's it's a fairy tale. And we love telling kids fairy tales, particularly girls. And Disney has made a mint on, on, on giving us little white princesses. And now we've got some of color. And now Ariel, who is not a princess, just a regular little girl, you know, who sacrificed much for the love of 
It's a man. Ciao. Anyway, that's that's the rant of another day. But the fact that these young girls could see themselves in these stories was such a joyous thing that you have hope for the world. Simple as that. And they were just beautiful little girls. Some with dreadlocks, some with braids, you know, all, you know, just excited. And they were like, oh, Ariel, and she's black? Yes. 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 I think it's that one of the sisters, Chloe, one of the, um, and it was just an amazing, joyous thing to sort of see these young black girls excited for, for a fairy tale that has been historically, you know, out of their reach, you know. I mean, who among us who didn't have a white doll? I made sure my children have white dolls. I made sure that they had black dolls and Latino-looking dolls and biracial-looking dolls and blackity black, black, black-ass dolls. Because I understood if you don't see yourself in your life it, as you're living, it's, you're going to feel invisible. And, uh, and that was one of the ways I knew I could at least shut down some of that invisibility nonsense. You know, you you are seen. And the toys that you play with reflect that. And the books that you read reflect that. Now, even if you're out there in the world and you don't see it, when you walk through these doors, when you come home at the end of the day, you your culture and your beauty is reflected back to you by the art that we hang on the walls, by the books that we have on the coffee table, by the fabric and the things that we have. You are reflected. And that's real. I don't hang out white people's art in my house. Unless they're my friends. And I dig them. But I don't just arbitrarily like, oh, I just want to go have a piece of art because it looks like, you know, acceptable. Nope. Very intentional about that. So anyway, we're about to have the call letters and a couple of PSAs. I'll be back on the other side. Talking the kind of ish that I like to talk. (laughs) So I'll be back. Y'all hang on for the uh, PSAs. You're listening to me, Love Babs, Love Talk, 103.5 WNHH, live streaming on the New Haven Independent and across all our social media sites. Y'all know how you can find us, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. That's where we are. Rawls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut. And you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM. Streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. Do you know if the kids have to get the COVID vaccine for school? My five-year-old starts kindergarten this year. It's not required, but I did get mine vaccinated to be on the safe side. There were several cases of COVID in the classes this year, and I'm happy they all stayed healthy. I just keep wondering if the COVID vaccine is the right thing for my child. I understand fully, and from what I've seen, there's been no major issues with my friends or their children. The COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective, and it improves people's lives. Thanks to this vaccine, there is less spread and fewer symptoms reported by those who get infected. Now everyone over the age of six months can get it, and no appointment is necessary. Find out more at nhvvax.com, nhvvax.com. Make summer safer. Protect your family from COVID-19. Anyone over nine months old can get vaxxed. No appointment necessary. 
Visit NHVVAX.com. That's NHVVAX.com for everything you need to know. I'm New Haven Health Director Marissa Bond. If you or your family have COVID-19 symptoms or think you were exposed to someone with COVID, quarantine, stay home, and get tested on day five if possible. If you have COVID, isolate, wear a mask, vaccinate, get boosted, and tested as needed. Those are the best ways to stop the spread of COVID. At this time, we are vaccinating everyone ages five and up. Stay safe. I want to dance all night, Monday morning. I'm sick of this job With this book in a little while Me and my girls, we turned it up last week Boys love this club, cause ladies get in free We love to party Dance all night, work all day Friday's here and the week is out the way Hit the door, just pass it 2400 Tried to flip, didn't get tall. Send the pearly whites, time to floss. Got top billing, counted the cost. Everybody knows that you're gonna go get it. Send me with a smile as you earned your cheddar. Work real hard, and who could do better than you, Bob? We got through the week, I didn't even trip when we did speak. Yo, I'm JK, and I'm doing my thing. When my big sis, I got my champagne.
This is Ace Livingston, and you're listening to 103.5 FM, WNHH.
Met this bad ass short again, you fell in love. Now it's been three weeks since I heard from you. I was thinking my team in my rescue crew. The time he said, really said it all. Saw you carry some chicks back at the mall. Standing on line with the skinny jeans. Looking like Aston Kutcher in the movie scene. And you're crazy. Yeah. 
hour of love babs love talk i'm babs rolls ivy it is tuesday happy birthday markeisha ricks <laughs> it's her birthday so uh yes all right so uh let me mention the psas one more time uh hill house class of 74 there's a reunion and they'd like for you to get in touch because they're shooting a video uh it's been a long time since y'all been together so hill house class of 74 so it's hillhouseclass74 at gmail.com. Uh, email folks and let them know uh, that you want to participate. You want to keep up on what's happening with the reunion uh, because it's been a long time. You want to see people. So hillhouseclass74, uh, get it in, baby. Get it in. I think there's some other stuff. Oh, the uh, UCC, uh, the Dixwell UCC uh, celebration is happening. Um, I have Charles Warner coming on, Charles Warner III coming on on Friday to talk about their Bicentennial Plus Two and the uh, the exhibit that's going to be happening at the Beinecke because the Beinecke has its artifacts. So um, so if you want to see how 19th century Black folks was rolling, get yourself to the Beinecke during those times uh, when they, they uh, I think they're starting uh, September 17th. So that's this week. So get yourself over there and catch it. Catch it. It's on Wall Street. It's, the Binding is one of my favorite favorite places in the city. It's such a treasure. And Mike Moran has really made it very very cool. So, uh, so yeah, make you know get there, and uh, let's let's just catch that wave. Anyway, uh, I wanted to say congratulations out loud to Lucy Gelman for getting a Freddie Fixer Award and all the other people that were uh, in attendance. So, uh, yeah. High five, Lucy Gelman. No one more deserving than you. So, what a, what a, what a, what a lovely award for you to get. So, uh, and that's that. Uh, If you've got some time, catch Jelly's Last Jam at Long Wharf Theater. You, you don't want to miss that. I, I, it's uh it's a George Wolf production uh play. He wrote this thing uh for Jelly Roll Morton, who was uh a a a, a jazz musician. And uh um he's got a compelling, interesting story, uh one of uh note. And uh 
it's it's very interesting story and the music is amazing so if you not heard of a jelly roll morton now would be a good time to catch jelly's last jam just just catch it and then you have something to talk about at the bar (laughs) you have have some things to say uh plus listen uh jazz is what black folks gave to america well to the world it was black folks music um and we invented it and perfected it and hone it and honor it and share it now now it is it is world-class respected so but it all had to begin somewhere and uh uh jelly Road morton is uh considered the architect of jazz so uh, uh, uh i think you should uh get yourself a ticket you've got a couple of times to see it this weekend to see it it is our capstone of our season so uh check it out and uh let me know what you think i'm gonna try to see it this weekend i mean i I only have a chance to see it this weekend so uh if you've not seen it i saw it i saw it lord i saw it in new york i think with uh frida Payne and uh oh who else was in that cast it was a bunch of people in that cast but it was uh it was electric i might have saw it I may, have, I may have saw it at Long Wharf. Maybe not. Maybe I saw it at the Schubert or maybe I saw it at Yale Rep. I, I know I've seen it twice. I know I saw it in New York. and I know I saw it in Connecticut, but I just don't know where in New Haven I saw it. I have to think about that. But I saw it with Frida Payne. And if you don't know who Frida Payne is, I don't know what to, I don't know what to say to you. So anyway. Uh, it's a good time. Good time. Good time by all. Good time. Uh, good time. I love this young man, um, TFO, who's playing all this great tennis, you know, playing just this young, playing such good tennis. Like his future is very, very bright. And, uh, and though he didn't win the U.S. Open, he got very far in the U.S. Open. And listen, you just get to do it all over again for next year, you know. So listen, I I, I don't think that's a loss. That's a that's a real win. So, so I know he feels some kind of way, but don't. I mean, that what you accomplished hasn't hasn't been uh, done in fifty years. It's amazing, amazing. So. Uh, I didn't watch the uh, football game last night, but I, I saw Russell Wilson show up in a in a very shiny suit, <laughs> looking fabulous. <laughs> fabulous. So uh, I, I, I knew I wanted to talk about the game, but I didn't watch the game, so I can't really talk about it because I didn't watch it. So, <laughs> so um so I need to go probably pull up a highlight reel and see what's happening. Uh, did the Denver Broncos win? I'm surprised my brother ain't yelling at me. Uh, uh, yeah. So I, you know, I know he was booed because people feel some kind of way. I, I, I don't know other any other professions that people get so upset when people change locations. <laughs> well, I, I, I always ask people. 
do you want people to show up at your job that you just left and boo you? Like, what, what, do, you, what do you get out of that? And, and that's, this is when I think people take fandom, fandom to, a, to the wrong level. Like, I know you feel, so, I, how do you feel some kind of way about somebody you are not related to who does not, who does not contribute to your bottom line at your house? How do you get so mad at them that you wish ill on them over a game that you don't even play? You're just a spectator at. Ugh, I don't get it. That's what I mean. We got, we got to do something better. People are just, you know, and then we teach kids in sports. We want them to be better sportsmen. We teach, we, we, we say sports is, uh, we say sports is a great tool for teaching humanity. But yet we get to these games and people are out there bag. What are we even doing? Who are these people? And where are they being taught this stuff? And do they have kids? So I don't know. I just feel like people are just uh, out there bag. So I don't know if the game is today or tomorrow. Did it happen last night? I can't seem to see. Uh, oh, they lost. They lost. Okay. So they lost. This, uh, Denver, Denver Broncos lose to the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. So, okay. He was traded from the Seahawks. Uh, he was there for 10 years and he was booed by the majority in the field when he took to the, took to the field. You know, okay, fine. They are uh, 17, 16. Man, you know, so he's like, it didn't bother me. You know, it's a hostile environment, always has been. I didn't expect them to give a round of applause every once in a while. I, did, I didn't expect them to get, he said, with a smile after the game. So, you know, for me, Seattle's been amazing for me. Like I said, anybody who thinks any other words, they don't know my heart and they don't know how much this city has meant to me. Tonight was special. It was on the other side that I'm used to. But it was still a special environment and, and a place I always loved. So, you know, it's going to be a memorable return. Um, so, you know, he's fine. You know, he uh, he was drafted as a quarterback, uh, the third round pick in 2012. And uh, during his time at the Pacific Northwest, he guided the franchise into eight postseason, including two Super Bowl appearances, one championship win in 2014. However, the relationship stalled between Wilson and the Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll in recent years. He was traded to the Broncos in the offseason for a huge haul and an exchange that sent shockwaves throughout the sport. Upon arriving in Denver, he signed a five-year extension with the team, reportedly worth $245 million, and his debut just so happened to come at his former stopping ground in Seattle. However, it was his replacement on the Seattle sideline who really stole the show. Geno Smith, who had been the backup behind Wilson, looked steady in his first start since the end of the Wilson era, finishing with 195 yards on 23 23 out of 28 passing with two touchdowns. Okay. So, I mean, listen. It's game. There'll be other games. They live to play another game. They play today, they play tomorrow, they play next week. We'll be over it. Everybody get over it. 
Like at some point you have to get over it. He's in Denver. <laughs> He's in Denver. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. I know these fans get a little hyped up. I never want to be a fan like that. I always want to have some perspective. I always want to be in my right mind. You know, I'm just saying. Uh, But you know what? They'll play, they'll win, they'll lose, they'll win, they'll play, they'll win, they'll lose. That's the thing. It'll be fine. (laughs) People, People all over the world are calling calling call calling for the return of the crown jewels uh to India and Africa. Uh, you know, out of the out of the crowns. <laughs> y'all can y'all can shut that noise down. Them folks ain't not are not giving back them jewels. You better hire somebody to break in and steal them. Steal them back. <laughs> steal them just steal them back. Just 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 uh Steal them back if you can. Steal them back. Uh, anyway, I'm just saying it's a it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And uh, I don't know what the weather is today. I know it. I did y'all hear the thunder overnight? It was about I don't know. It had to be like three, four o'clock in the morning. It was thunder. It woke me up. I heard the thunder and the lightning. And uh, and it went on for about an hour, and then it and then it stopped. I got up this morning and here it's not raining. I think the sun is trying to peek out. It's a bit cloudy, overcast. You know, I don't know. I I just want summer to hang out a little bit longer, a little bit longer. You know, so just a little bit longer. Oh, swimming again. Swimming starts up October 5th. The uh, swim lessons. So all you people who ever wanted to swim, uh, the youth youth and recreation department is hosting swim lessons uh, from 4 to 18. 4, 4, to, 4 to 18. So if you don't know how to swim, you want your kids to learn how to swim, it's 100 bucks per session. So October... So they're starting October 5th and they run all the way through June 17th. So it'll be Wednesdays at 5 to 8 and Saturdays from 10 to 2. So if you if you ever wanted to learn to swim, kids, you want to get your kids swimming, now is a good time to get them swimming. So they're offering six 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 sessions. Uh October 4th to the 27th. So they're like a month long, November 8th to December 8th, January 3rd. January 26th, February 28th to March 23rd, April 18th to May 11th, and May 23rd to June 15th. So, so if you ever want to learn how to swim, here's your chance. And there's there's places to learn how to swim all over the city, though. Um, Leap has a swimming program. Um, uh, uh, so we having youth and recreation. I guess this falls under parks and rec, or is this something different? Um, so you could, there's opportunities for you to learn to swim and it's not terribly expensive. So get your baby swimming, get them, uh, 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 comfortable in the water. That's the best. That's probably one of the best gifts you could give a kid. 
And you know what? Give them an ugly, uh, 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 give them an ugly, give them a, I read the word ugly. <laughs> give them an early Christmas present. Do you know what I mean? Like make this a good Christmas present so that, uh, they can, uh, learn to swim and get comfortable in the water. Four to 18. Do it. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. So. I love that our city offers these kinds of things. Uh, do I wish it was free? Yes, of course I do. And and in some years they have been free when the state has given up money or there's a program. Uh, I believe the Sigma Gamma Rho sisters are um, spearheading sw- swimming in black communities. Um, they have taken that on as their um, their 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 service. Um, and I I know of no finer service than that, really. Um, to press people to get children swimming, particularly black and brown kids, you know, get them swimming, get them comfortable in the water. So if you are interested, it's up on the uh, sites. So do it. Uh, Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. There's all kinds of, uh, all kinds of things going on. So let's see what else is going on hey harry are you in the office i mean you're in the studio you're in the new haven studio yeah i am i am i'm in the studio how's everybody going boy harry i can see your neck look at that neck oh what does that holy cow does that mean um you lost so much weight, I can see your neck. Oh, you you're saying I didn't have a neck? I didn't know. No, I didn't. You know, Carrie, you always had a neck because it was <laughs> holding up your head. But, you know, when when you were, when you were, when, it's now that you've lost weight, it's becoming uh, featured. I could see it. Yeah. Uh, uh, you are, know, you look, are you looking at yourself? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at my neck now. <laughs> you got me looking at my neck. <laughs> But um, I, you know, it's gotten so hard lately, Babs. Oh, what's getting hard? What? I'm losing weight at you know one or two pounds a week. Okay, that's what you want. It's slow and easy. But you know, in the beginning, it was like bam, twelve pounds, bam, hey, fifteen. Pounds. I'm sorry. Did you did you put on fifteen pounds in one sitting when you when you was gaining weight? No, but I would I'm like sorry. to take it off. It wasn't. <laughs> well, you can't do it that way. That doesn't work. It's just gotten so they want hard. You to, they want you to do one or two pounds a week. Like that's. Steady. I know that's the healthy way to do it's it. It's the healthy way. And it'll, 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 it'll last. And you won't be back in this place again next year trying to take it all off again. So just keep that perspective. Don't worry about. I mean, you ain't going nowhere. Like, what do you, I mean, what do you, are you in a rush? Like, what do you I, I, I am. I'm in a rush. Why you got you going on stage? What are you doing? <laughs> I, I'm figuring I should fit a little more comfortable in, in the plane seat. Oh, you in will about, in about uh, three weeks when I go on vacation. Yeah, you will. What's the problem? Um, but yeah, you know, it's just that it was so the the initial weight loss was so quick, like the first thirty pounds. Were... That's because it was it was a shock to your system. You've yeah. changed your diet dramatically. So now your body is trying to regulate itself. And be like, okay, this is our new normal now. This is how we're eating now. 
This is how my this is how my body is responding to what I'm doing. That's what you want. You you cannot the quick weight loss is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Karen Karen's reached a goal weight, so it's like, you know. So now she just gotta I'm maintain. Yeah, I'm just a little jealous that why? Why are you jealous? When you was losing her. all that weight before her, she, I know. she was very much happy for you. Don't <laughs> Even though she was a little like, damn, you losing all that weight. I'm not losing nothing. But look. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I doubled more than doubled her weight loss, but it's yeah. just it's just that has so much to lose. Okay, stop whining. <laughs> stop <sighs> whining. What, just... even you know, listen, even even right now, if you sat on the plane seat, you are much more comfortable than you have been. Even yeah. where you are right now. So that's a listen. I mean, you look different. I'm still going to take the, you know, the extension. I know, because, know, you know, you, it's your security blanket. You're like, I'm yeah. not going to mess around. Yep. I'm going to still take I gotta, it. I got to take that extension just in case. You just know? in case. Just in case. So what? It, it's still going to be better than what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's still going to be better. All right, just just don't just don't get up on the just don't get in the aisle and start electric sliding because they're gonna think you're a terrorist. So sit down. Do you still got to wear a mask on the plane? I don't know. I got to check that. I don't know, Harry. I, th- um, I thought they relaxed that a little bit. Not sure if they did it for uh, the airlines, um, but I, I mean, it doesn't I matter. I'm, I'm good with in closed places like that. You're real small spaces. I'm good with it. Because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now where are y'all flying to? You going down south? You going to Florida? Yeah, Myrtle Beach. Okay. Oh, um, North South Carolina. Yep. North Carolina, South Carolina. South, south. So, so I mean, it's and then it's lovely at this time of year, October. Yeah. The what? The weather's just perfect. The people are gone. So. I can't wait. I'm I'm already, you know, my my mind is starting to go on vacation already. Yeah, um, vacations are important. People <laughs> people act like they they're not supposed to take time off. You have to take time off just for your it's it's, it's good health. Well, I mean, I haven't had a legit vacation in three years, right? I remember I took off. I took off like. The second year into COVID, and if you remember, there was nowhere to go really because yeah. of COVID. <laughs> so I, I actually just rented out a hotel in Milford or something like that. Yes, know. yes. <laughs> it's just like ridiculous. It's like we're going somewhere. Well, yeah, okay, we go. We're going to Milford. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gotta go to. But at least you, were you near the beach? You could go to the beach. Well, not not that Milford vacation. I was we had a nice pool. <laughs> okay, but um, I no, know this, this is gonna be right on on the beach. So it's yeah. like we have the beach view. Are you gonna swim in the amazing. ocean? We we no, won't I... do the we won't do the beach. Okay. Um, but you know, like you won't go yeah, on the beach. Well, yeah, we'll walk the beach. We'll you know and stuff like but that. But you're not gonna swim in the ocean. No, um, I I don't want 
to violate whatever's happening with the sharks right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> if they feel like, you know, territorial, <laughs> I, I want to leave them alone. I want to leave them alone. Yeah, I was just reading an uh, article of a mother who was encouraging her kid to go into the beach. Oh, the sharks, the sharks don't want to eat humans. And she went in and she got bit by a shark immediately. Oh, <laughs> so it's <see>. like, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I so think that's a life lesson, right? For the kids to stay out of those waters <laughs> unless they put an ocean fence up. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But for that kid, that's a, that's a life lesson. They're, they're never going to listen to my stupid parents. <laughs> they're never going to go into the beach. I mean, there's been a lot of different attacks. I was going to say animal, but a fish isn't an animal. But um, there's been a lot of attacks lately. I tell you, Uh, Harry, these animals want the land back. They want, they want the, they want the, they want the whole earth back. (laughs) In Florida, a guy's arm got ripped off by an alligator. Oh yes, I saw that. I don't even know how do you survive that. How do you survive? I don't know, but if he has me like that, right, and all of a sudden my arm comes off, I'm sticking my head in. <laughs> I'm like, just kill me. I don't want to die because I lost the arm, Harry. I don't know. You're going to start pulling off my parts, my body parts. You might as well just kill me. No way. You could, they could rebuild your arm. They can give you another <laughs> one. <laughs> they can put something on. They can give you a mechanical one. You know. I No. Mm-mm. I don't know. They look at, on a, I think on a safari in Kenya, uh, a hippo ripped or took a bite out of a 50 year old man. Right. So, it, I mean, obviously the animals are, are bugging out lately, but we're, we're obviously getting a little too close if they could bite us. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, people want to get up there and get their selfies, Harry. Okay, good luck with that, but... You know. In Australia, a man killed by his pet kangaroo. I I just think some animals you can't have as pets, Harry. See, this is the thing, right? It's like the lady over here in Connecticut who had that monkey. Gorilla. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that thing was. It was a big (laughs) monkey. You you can't have that in your house. You can't have that stuff. So, <laughs> I don't know why people think they can domesticate wild animals. Not to make fun of this, man, but you know, one good kick could kill you by a kangaroo. Uh, yeah, because that kick is like, is that what happened? Those 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 <laughs> animals had from the wild, they just feel like they're in captivity. You was keeping me from my people. I don't care how nice you are to me, how you feed me, whatever. I'm still a wild animal. Yeah, you see, they found the a relative found the 77 year old man with serious injuries in his home. So yeah, yeah, the, the pet probably kicked the crap out of him. Leave these damn animals in the wild. Did you see that bear broken in these people's house and they they upstairs trapped in their bedroom with both put furniture up against the door and calling nine one one. The police came. They toss their keys down to the police so they can open the door and the bear runs out. Harry, I, you know what? There's no, I I don't want to live that close to the woods. 
forget that they're, they're coming out the woods. I know they <laughs> so, are because they they they've been in the hood a few times. Just stay away. Just stay away from the bit. I mean, we know it's it's in her. You don't have to. You don't got to tell me, Harry. Yeah. They, I mean, I just I. You know. This is not a hard one. I don't. It's not a hard one at all. I don't need, you know, even, I, I don't get it. Not even the deers where people like to go up to deers. Yeah. You know, I that thing could beat the crap out of you. Harry, you I know. don't even go up to people's dogs. So exactly. I just exactly. don't do it. Cats, I don't, I don't reach my hand out to animals. I just don't do it. I don't even like going up to people's kids. So there you go. <laughs> And we're not anti-social. I just, I just, mm-mm. you don't got to worry about me. That's why I won't be on safari. If I'm on safari, Harry, I have to be in a caged vehicle. And I don't want to get that close. Because you know what? You know what my phone has? Telephoto lens. I can zoom in and zoom out. I can be as close to it as I, as my camera will allow. <laughs> That's it. I don't, I don't, I don't need anything else. That's right. Cause it. It's panoramic. It's everything. You could do I everything. Could catch, I could do everything, Harry. I don't. I don't need to touch this animal. Nope, I'm not doing it. But these people won't learn. They you can even get a good it. moonshot with your um, phone. So I, I mean, I haven't it's been not, able to get a mo- good moonshot yet. It's not necessary to be a personal <laughs> with a with an animal. That's why I don't. I don't get it. I believe wild animals belong in the wild. That's it, Harry. I don't. Yeah, it, it makes sense. <laughs> I don't wild mess animals. The, the key word is wild. Um, and and, and the, the problem is, is that people think they could domesticate these wild. That's animals. the problem. They think snakes, all that stuff. Nope, nope. Yeah, nope. you saw the the little girl nope. in Philadelphia walking her. Alligator or crocodile? I'm like, that thing is going to grow up and eat you. (laughs) She's walking that thing in a public park. And they're not going to be mad until it eats her. And the parents said that's her support animal. Okay. Well, you're going to be at the support funeral. (laughs) There was no muscle on it either. So the parents better be really rich because you're walking it by other kids and that thing's going to snap. You know, but they think to themselves, no, no, we, you know, we've had this for years. It's never done anything like that. Yeah, no. Guess what I'm not doing? Nope. Not happening. Not happening. So you're talking about the, the Russian war early. Yes. You see they what's fight. happening with Putin's friends? Are they are they trying to turn him in? No, they somebody threw one of his friends out a hospital window. Oh, yeah. uh, that was a few weeks ago. And now one of Putin's friends um had a mysterious death at sea. He falls into the sea. I think Zelensky is going full Putin on Putin. <laughs> Oh, oh! You think you think the Ukrainians is behind this? I think so. I mean, why? Oh, I mean, no. unless unless his friends are telling him, you know, this, it's time to stop. I right? think it's that. I think people. I think whoever is like, 
you know, he's old school. He's like, if you're not with me, you against me. So if somebody's just come out their mouth and said, hey, you might want to consider as soon as they start that sentence, Harry, the clock starts ticking. <laughs> That's it. Clock yeah. is, you start the clock once you say, how about? <laughs> then it's like, you might not want to, you might just want to walk home. You might want to don't eat anything at your house. That's right. You can't, you can't to repeat what you just said. You're like, oh, crap, what did I say? I was like, how about I go get me a drink? <laughs> I, thought we, I thought we were friends. Like, uh-uh. Can dictators really have friends, Harry? Can they? No. Nope. Can you really have friends if you're a dictator? I don't think you No, can. you just have people who fear you. Because you have to have, because friends, Harry, are your, hopefully, help be your conscience and help you rationalize things. If you're a dictator, Harry, you're not trying to hear none of that. <laughs> well, you know, and your friends usually think they can tell you anything, right? You yes. can criticize, you yes. can do anything. So this is what people are doing with it. They think. It's oh, like, oh, we've right. been cronies. We've been homies for, since back in the Kremlin. We've yeah. been homies from back, <laughs> from back in the day. We shooting vodka. We doing all the stuff. But the minute I say, you know. <laughs> you say the wrong thing and you become a traitor. Yes, Harry. Like in, as if your whole history didn't even exist. Like <laughs> yeah. I was at your wedding. I saw your kids. I'm your godfather to your kids. Now you're saying we not good? Because I'm saying to you, yo, you might want to rethink this trying to take over that country because it ain't working, bro. Those See, I'm trying to start the propaganda that is Zelensky, right? Nah, because you know what, Selinski, he not that guy. He might be, he could be that guy, but he not that guy. <laughs> so I think it's I, I, don't, I don't think he, I, I think it's, I think Putin as a dictator is like, I can't have nobody around me who is not on my team. And by on my team, I mean, you got to be down for it. And if you, and I can't let you walk away because you know too much. We've been homies for too long. So now I got to kill you. <laughs> those are the words you don't want to hear from your friend <laughs> no like and then you then you and then you then in that moment Harry you realize I'm not his friend <laughs> <I know. laughs> you know Harry that moment when you're like oh, it's all very clear to me now before they before they poison you or push you out a window how are you going to be in a hospital Harry and get pushed out a window well this is the thing right they, they try to say it's a suicide but <laughs> Would Those you? hospital windows do not open up like that. They don't. Ju- you can't just jump out the hospital window. You can't. You got to be thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, <don't> know. <laughs> I mean, they are the architects for questionable deaths. I mean, they are. Mm-hmm. Listen, if I'm Putin's friends, and friends, I'm using that word very, very subjectively and lightly. <laughs> I'd have to be like, I'd be trying to plan my exit strategy in the world. Like, I got to get out of Russia and stay out of Russia. And I got to go somewhere where there, where that iron fist can't get me, which I don't know where that is. <laughs> I mean, the guy probably thought, oh, I'm in the middle of the sea. He can't get me here. Yeah. And he got thrown off the ship. <laughs> I'm like, how do you get the, he made, somebody made the call. Okay. 
All right, I'm gonna go throw go throw you off the ship. That's it over there, right? Anybody could be activated, right? So yeah, that's what I yeah, that's what I mean, Harry. <laughs> the cleaning person. I mean, it is. <laughs> you're like one, nobody one, is safe. I was like, oh my god. One minute you're serving drinks, and all of a sudden you get a call. Mother Russia wants you to do something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I'm a call, spy now. You get, the, you get the call, MR. You get the MR <laughs> sign, and you're like, all right, what I got to oh, do? <laughs> what I got to do? And then, and then your family is taken care of, right? Your family is taken care of. Oh yeah, that's that's how it's done. I mean, you know, you get a little extra how, bread, um, you get a little extra milk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a little extra rubles in your a account. Little, some, yeah. A few more rubles, which which is not saying too much right now, Harry, because it ain't worth oh. much. But um, listen, that's what it is. And um, talk about cruel and unusual punishment, right? Um, an Oklahoma inmate forced to listen to Baby Shark on a loop was found dead, right? Now, this guy had sued the state to stop them. They were, they were torturing him with Baby Shark, right? And I know people are thinking, now, first off, I've been tortured by Baby Shark, right? Because my granddaughters used to play. Every, in every, every parent right now is being tortured <laughs> right. by Baby Shark, Shark, Shark. Right. So, but this guy actually sued them because it was torturing. Now, keep in mind, they do this to terrorists and everything. They... Remember in Guantanamo, one of the ways was was sound torture. They they would play rock and roll or whatever it is that they thought you hated, and they would play it at a loop, mm. and that was considered a, a torture method, right? So this is what they were doing to this guy, and he was found unresponsive in his cell. Now, look, I think you could kill. Somebody with anything, right? If if this is what he felt was ending him, then it was torture. Well, they knew what they were doing, Harry. Yeah. They wasn't I playing mean, sleep music. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, of course not. I mean, imagine I mean, they knew what they was doing. And, and however way they, I don't know if, I don't know if he killed himself or they killed him. I know yeah, probably I mean, somebody said we gotta make this suit go away. Yeah, see. Yeah, it was in 2021. He well, him and three other inmates sued Oklahoma County Commissioners because the, because they were playing the baby shark song. Why why um why are why are prisons torturing people like why that is, is that a part you. of the sentence? Like, how that, is that? That isn't. <laughs> Cruel and unusual punishment. Why Why isn't anybody asking those questions? Like, why were they doing, why were those? And it wasn't like he was the only one saying that. Those, it was a lot of people were saying this is what they were doing. So why aren't we dragging their asses in front of a court saying so, this was. So they accused former detention officers of forcing them to listen to Baby Shark blaring out on repeat occasionally for hours while, while they stood handcuffed to a wall. So, yeah, they were being tortured. Yeah, that's torture. But people think that whatever goes on in prisons, you deserve it. 
It's like, well, if you didn't commit to crime, you wouldn't be in there. So therefore, you, this wouldn't be happening to you. Yeah, like, but no, doing, that's not how that's not how prison works. Right, doing the time is your punishment. Is, is the punishment not doing the time? Oh, and by the way, we're we going to, to usurp you. your yeah. your human rights and treat you like trash. And yeah, see, see how it's twisted, a little twisted, a little twisted. All right, we gotta go. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. back tomorrow though. <laughs> yeah, um, back tomorrow. I forgot who's is word on the street gone? Are we? Is that is the word on the street left the streets? Like what's happening? <laughs> I'm not sure. Right. I'm not sure. I I think I'm just, everybody I'm just probably asking was for sick. people. I'm just asking. <laughs> you know, there's been a lot of people sick lately. Well, listen, it's COVID is still very much with us. <laughs> I don't know why people act like it's not, but it's still with us. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm I'm gonna go put my um. My spacesuit. As soon as I finish talking to you, I mean, I need to really secure myself from all of these diseases flying around. Okay. <laughs> in this office, in this office, somebody coughs on the other end, and I know, oh crap! You're like, uh oh. Let me go. Let me go take the the de- dis- disinfecting <laughs> shower. Anyway, um, Justin Farmer is next. He has a death doula. I forgot her name, but. Stay I think tuned. we've had it. We had her on our show. I think, mm-hmm. lady. I think we had her on our show once. So yeah. anyway, so right. thank you for listening. Love Lives Love Talk on WNHHLP one hundred three point five FM, your home for community radio, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye, baby shark, 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 baby shark. <laughs> okay. Uh, See ya. Love.